Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm great. And I actually think you and all of our listeners are really going to love the energy I'm bringing into today's episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm ecstatic, actually, about this. I I didn't know. I'm drinking an iced coffee. It is evening. I don't plan on sleeping well tonight. And I have a party after this, so I'm just really ready to roll. Oh, well, why don't you just change that iced coffee to, like, a glass of wine? Make yourself a little G and T. Oh, God, I'd kill for a G and T. I have G and no T. I could do a G G and S, gin and soda, but, you know, I'll wait for the party. Yeah, okay. Save my cows. (laughs) I don't want to brag, but I just got tickets to see Bombshell because I want to see Star Wars. (laughs) I've seen, like, every Star Wars movie on opening night, but then for this one, Mm -hmm. I just haven't been that excited. And so I, I was like, I don't like, know why me same. <laughs> I know. And so then I was like, that's fine. I'll just wait to see it with my dad. I'm going home on Saturday. Like I can see mm-hmm. it with him on Sunday. He'll want to see it anyway. And then like all this week I've been like, well, fuck, should I just see Star Wars on Thursday night? Like, should I go? I know. So now I was having the same thing. I like part of me was like, maybe I'll just see cats to get it over with. Then I'm like, I don't want to really give them like opening weekend money. <laughs> Um, also, like, I can't go see cats alone. I can't see cats alone, and I can't see cats sober. And I don't know a single human being who wants to see cats, except for, like, you and the little circle of our friends, none of which live in Austin. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. I might force you to see it with me in New York if if I can hold out that long. Yes. I love that we are going to New York, and our only... Our only plans, other than going to see the Strokes... Are going to see movies. That's not true. We have one <laughs> dinner reservation. We do have a dinner reservation, and it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and I will shout out Lauren Gam picked a dinner reservation, and normally I feel like that's a Lauren Noriega or Megan Spill activity. Yeah, I know. I haven't even thought for a second about where we're going to eat in New York, but I kind of figured that Gan would have some some. It's so aces up hard. Her for me to like think that I'm going to New York anytime soon because like first I'm going home like once I'm home then I'll be like okay and next I'm going to New York when I can I only have like a very small tiny little brain that can handle so much at one time and so I keep forgetting that like I mean soon yeah. <laughs> we're going to New York <laughs> yeah we're gonna be in New York in 10 days yes wild yeah um I know the packing situation stressing both of us out a bit <sighs> I don't think we should talk about it. But I don't think that's fun and exciting <laughs> for anyone. So I'll just say I'm excited to see you in a bit. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a little ambiguous as to when we're going to drop this episode. If we're going to do like an emergency Star Wars Cats episode <laughs> um, this weekend. I mean, Cats is an emergency. I don't know <laughs> if it requires an emergency episode, but like it is I guess a I would crime ha- against that, humanity. I would have to see it first. I'm kicking around seeing Cats tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. during the day, just like an early matinee or something. Cause like, mm. I don't have any plans, but yeah. Mm. So I just don't want to see it alone. Yeah. Have you seen? I mean, that's fair. I've only, I haven't read any of the reviews cause I do want to go into it like kind of fresh, <laughs> but the seen review titles, but I refuse to read that. That's the thing, same thing with me. Like I've seen a couple like, uh, references to litter boxes. Um, mm-hmm. people were really playing with the cats. Thing, like theme as as people are wont to do i did just see that apparently taylor swift's not in it very much so there's hope yet that i might like this movie well in the, you if you will recall when cats was first announced and they said taylor was playing 
Bombalarina or whatever her cat's name is. I when I had M. seen cats, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> <She> really doesn't. <laughs> when I saw cats, I was like, oh, Taylor Swift has to be playing the white cat because the white cat's the one that's like in all the stuff. Like, you only really see the other cats for like a song or two, but there's one cat that's in like all of it. Mm-hmm. And so when it turned out that she wasn't that cat, then it's kind of like, okay, she might not be in this much at all. Yeah. Well, shame for us all. Um, yeah, so here's to seeing how Bombshell's going to be. I've also heard that's not great. Star Wars isn't getting yeah. good reviews. So it's kind of looks yeah. like it's like a weekend of like a bunch of shit that's coming out. Yeah, um, I'm seeing three movies that are like not getting great reviews. Yeah, but that's OK. That's you know, my like, thought is I'm like, I might as well use my season pass and just get Bombshell out of the way, get Cats out of the way. But ideally, we can see Cats tipsy together mm-hmm. that would be the best case scenario but i am going to a party screening tomorrow yeah you so. are yeah um <laughs> yeah so speaking of things that are good the tenant trailer the tenant trailer came out today <laughs> yes which is fun what are your thoughts on that do you have any I mean, it looks so Christopher Nolan. Yeah, like, about time yet again. <laughs> it's about time. Um, Robert Pattinson wears a little jaunty scarf. He's not um, really in the trailer that much. He's not in the trailer that very much. Very John David Washington. Yes. Who John I'm, David Washington looks excellent. I'm so attracted to him in that trailer. I like don't know. <laughs> like, really yesterday when we hot. just saw the still <laughs> photograph mm-hmm. of it, and I was, I like comments, I was like, John David Washington looks really good. Is it just me? And then, like, no one replied to it. But also, like, our oh. group threads are, like, eight different topics at once. There's so much stuff going on. So it, it is really hard to react to everything. But then the trailer mm-hmm. came out today, and I was like, guys, John David Washington, though. Fire emoji, am I right? Yeah. He's wearing, like, at one point, he's just wearing a white T-shirt. And that's, like, one of my favorite looks. Oh. Like, I just love a man in a white T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> good old John David Washington. Um, yeah, yeah, has your girl... Elizabeth Debecki. Yeah, Elizabeth Debecki. Our gentle giant. Tall. <laughs> tall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good actress, but also tall. Good actress, surprisingly young, very tall. Mm-hmm. Tall. In that, I think she's your age. Is she your age? Yeah, it's like I think really she's your like age. <laughs> and then that means that when she, she was like 18 when she was in Gatsby or something. Yeah. 18 or 19. So. She was like absurdly young to be like against okay no Leo. she's 29 i like oh she's 29 okay so she's a little bit older than me she's older than you so great oh God, ancient i know elizabeth Debecky, try harder um <laughs> okay so yeah tenet the trailer came out today for that mm-hmm. sebastian stan is on men's health health uh being very sexualized yes here for it yeah yeah what a day yeah and then i had like i hate when things are happening on the group chat because again it is there's always something and it's constant and if i'm like in a meeting and it's like going off i'm like guys not yet yeah well gotta see it's like a race to share things first Mm -hmm. um but one thing that we haven't talked about are the oscar short is the oscar shortlist that's come out yeah and so are you ready to talk about oscar watch yeah let's do it this is your homework that I gave you. Oh. Well, I know it's gonna be a long season to the Academy Nympho One. Until then, we're gonna speculate on J-Lo. This is Oscar Watch. Oscar Watch. Do we think that Greta's odds are blown? 
Welcome to Oscar Watch with your hosts, Megan Spell and Lauren Noriega. <laughs> <laughs> when did you record that? You're so that? mad at me. Oh, when I got home from work you... today, but honestly, I was thinking about it, like, for the past couple hours. <laughs> when did you write that? When did you record that? Okay. That's <laughs> excellent. Excellent question. I wrote it on a sticky note at work. <laughs> um, oh, and I brought it home my God. and recorded it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you I gave me homework like to prepare for, to discuss Oscar Watch, and I was like, you know what? I'm ready. Yeah, you know what my favorite thing about this podcast is? <laughs> is I just like assign you things to do, right. and then I just get to sit here and you know listen in and have a good time right. and get to. Hear. <laughs> I hope you can. You please send me that audio of course, <laughs> in case we need to drop it in clean later. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, make it a nice little outro oh, yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> All right. Let's let's hear it. I know you have things to do. You have a party to get to, so let's hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. A lot of my preparation was spent recording the soundbite. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. That's fine. Um, so, I mean, the main things that have changed since we have talked last are Golden Globe nominations we haven't really discussed and yeah. the Oscars shortlist. So I feel like the Golden Globe nominations are kind of – you know, more interesting and like, you know, what does that mean for the Oscars? I mean, kind of nothing, but also it's good to know. Um, So, you know, as far as Best Actress, I think like the interesting story there is no Lupita Nyong'o in the Golden Globes, but she did win the New York Critics Circle. So then you're kind of like, okay, what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah. I was actually really surprised at that win. I was excited, but I thought everyone would forget us. But, like, I know earlier in the year everyone was saying that was a big, you know, contender. Yeah. Okay. Also, I don't know if you can hear it, but one of my cats fully has hiccups in the background right now. Oh, my God. Niles Um, is a huge Jordan Peele fan. (laughs) Niles loves Jordan Peele. He's very upset over the lack of Golden Globe for Mm -hmm. Lupita. Mm Um, other kind of interesting, I think snubs, there was no Greta Gerwig or Noah Baumbach in director. No. Um, really little women has not been getting much at all. Yes. Like at any of these things. And I hear it's, well, some, uh, some people I think are saying it's timing, but then you shared that, uh, news article or headline the other day where people are just. I think specifically men yeah. are passing up watching Little Women because they think it's just a movie for women. Yeah, and Amy Pascal was saying like no men are showing up to their press screenings, and you know there's no way to track if they're watching their screeners at home. But it seems like it is very female friendly and alienating against men. <laughs> and I shared uh, well, the SNL gift. Everything is for you. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, obviously we're watching because we love him mm-hmm. and we love the Little Women cast. Right. But, like, Timothy Chalamet has been doubling down mm-hmm. on the press circuit saying, like, this isn't just a movie for women. This is for everyone. It is important and- to say, though, and we are learning this by the <laughs> GQ style, you know, Timothy's winning, but I think he isn't going to win the whole thing. And I don't think guys really care about Timothy Chalamet. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Are you telling me that we live in just this like little bubble? A little echo chamber bubble of people all attracted to men, and we just, you know, bounce off each other and create. This. Not only attracted to men, attracted to like fashionable, fabulous right. men. I I still wrestle with, am I attracted to Timothy Chalamet? Oh, I'm. Um, <laughs> I think he's cute, but I couldn't like. I think he's cute, but be like romantically involved no. with him. I think he'd be like charming as fuck. I though. would love to hug him. And <laughs> oh my god, I would love to have him like nuzzle up against me. Like I'd like to like cuddle. I with would him. like a butterfly kiss from Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh my god, a butterfly kiss. Yeah, yeah. I think like he would be like really lovely to like sit on the couch mm-hmm. and like cuddle, and you can like pet his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm describing a, a dog gonna, or a yeah, cat. I was say an animal, <laughs> a pet. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I think it'd be a fun time, but I don't really need to kiss him. Yeah. So I'll save that for, you know, the many other girls because Timothy Chalamet has been knocking down my door. Yeah, he said, like, I'm done with Lily Rose Depp. I'm done with dealing you. with Johnny Depp's <laughs> bullshit. That's fair, Timothy. Um, <laughs> Timothy, it's fair. Come on over. We can hang out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Back to Globes. Right. Um, and then, I mean. Or awards watch. I don't know if these are considered snubs, really, because as we've discussed, the lead actor race is so crowded. But De Niro did not get nominated or Adam Sandler. And the Times <sighs> published an article recently um, basically saying the Oscars will face a best actor bloodbath. And, you know, like, are we going to lose, like, Leo? Or is Tara Daggerton going to get in there? In another year, I think he could. It's such a, like, weird year. But then... Well, Taron's been doing pretty well with nominations for all the film critics. More than I would have thought. It's very surprising. Yeah, I thought thought everyone would have forgotten. But then it's like, I haven't really seen much Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just things for Brad Pitt. Yeah. Which, happy belated birthday, Brad Pitt. Happy belated birthday, Brad Pitt. But, um, you know, my, like, favorite hot actor. Yeah. But the other thing that I feel like, like, as much as the Globes mean nothing, and, of course, they kind of mean nothing, I think it is kind of interesting when something that has been quiet also doesn't get nominated for Globes. I feel like that just kind of keeps it under under the radar to the point where it's probably not going to have, like, a late season burst. Like, I think Little Women is having enough other stuff going on. Um, like, But I feel like the two popes, I feel like, is basically dead. Um, <laughs> oh yeah just because most likely I mean there's other stuff going on there and screenplay things a lot more interesting things happen since there are so many slots there but like if those acting like I mean it's basically just two actors acting the whole time like if they're not getting discussion and they're two like well known yeah. good actors yeah. it's so. like good actors doing a good job does that mean an Oscar yeah so um, I don't know that's kind of you know, I think it's honestly, there's just a lot of performances this year that I was kind of, I mean, like they nominated Kate Blanchett and not Florence Pugh. It's not like I would say Little Women was in comedy, but like it is just wild the way things go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild that I didn't think anyone saw Where'd You Go Bernadette besides like <laughs> me and you. And then Kate Blanchett, like, did they just go to her IMDb page? They're like, oh, she's a good actor. That's- what was she in this year? Oh, yes. Where'd you go, Bernadette? I think the, no one like, st- book I adaptation still- <laughs> by Richard Linklater. I still think no one saw Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and they just like. I think the fact that she got nominated points to no one seeing it, but just seeing her name and being like, "Okay, oh, Blanchett, good actress." 
it's not that she was bad in that movie. It was just that it was like a very like middle of the road movie. Yeah. And therefore, like, I mean, there's no room for Kate Blanchett to be Kate Blanchett to like, you know, her best ability. Yeah. So no Carol. There's no Carol. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, so yeah. I mean, I don't want to obsess too much about the Golden, Golden Globes because the more we talk about it, I think the more it, people think that it's like uh, any sort of indicator on anything. And it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, not it's really. just kind of fun to see all of these uh, film critics. Yes, uh, yes. And um, I was looking at, out of those. Uh, like, a, I mean, the two main ones I was looking at was L.A. and New York. New just York? because I feel like that's kind of like, you know, it shows the different tides of the country, you know. And L.A. Yeah. actually went, after New York had so much Irishmen, I was like, oh, that's probably like the New York choice, you know? And then mm-hmm. I think people were expecting a lot more Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and there was, but there was still some Irishmen. So I'm like, is this like going to be like the big juggernaut going in? It's like everyone's going to be thinking the Irishman's going to win. But Richard Lawson made a really good point that he said if a lot of people's number one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or the Irishman, it seems like almost everyone's number two is Parasite. And he's like, so can we get in on Parasite just by the extended ballot, you know? So I yeah, don't know. Maybe. I think that would be fun. And just because, like, I mean, I I really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. They'll both be on my, you know, best of the year list. But Parasite, that would be fun. And you know I love when it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parasite would be good. I uh, finally watched The Irishman this week, and I would like to rewatch it because – I wasn't paying attention to it as much as I wanted to. I watched it at home, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, like, it deserves a rewatch where I'm actually, like, focusing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The one big swing I I will take is I feel like I like when Best Picture and Director split because I like when everything gets basically awarded. Yeah. But I don't think Marty will win. You don't think so? No. This this is just me talking out of turn. I don't think it will win. Well, I guess to your point, I feel like The Irishman was a good movie with good actors and well done. But beyond that, I didn't and like well written. Um, I didn't think it was like revolutionary mm-hmm. or anything like that changes I, cinema. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So I just think that's I guess why I would say as a whole, it's a good movie. But I would maybe agree with you that. Maybe not a Scorsese nom or win. Yeah, or we'll get I don't know. I just real. feel like if you're but gonna give one of the like established people it, I feel like people might be more inclined to give it to Tarantino. So if people are yeah. split on those two, I think they'd be more inclined to give it to Tarantino, who's number one. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um, who's to say? I also just loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's not the game we're playing. <laughs> this isn't Megan nor I pick know. who wins. <laughs> this is Megan nor wonder about who wins. Oh, Did you even listen so to the heartbreak. theme song? We're speculating about <laughs> J-Lo. <laughs> did you like that? I, I that did. That was a late minute I really ad, did. actually. I loved every part of that theme song. Okay. It really, when I saw you turn your mic towards your computer. You were like, oh, fuck. I, got, I was like, what is she doing? That looks so uncomfortable. Why would she want to talk like that? And then, well, well. that happened. <laughs> Anything else on Awards Watch? Anything that? That shot or anything that's shocking you? No, I mean the other big out shoot is um, the short list for documentary and foreign, um, and some of those. So I kind of narrowed down the priorities of some of my watch lists. But 
I mean, I still think, like, when you look at the list, the thing that's the biggest kind of shocker to me, I guess some people were surprised about Monos, um, mm-hmm. which was a big movie from earlier in the year that you saw, right? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't either. Um, but uh, <laughs> the other one is, I mean, like, it's not a surprise because we knew it wasn't going to be on there, but Portrait of a Lady on Fire is just as, like, crazy that it's such a big foreign film and can't be nominated, so... Yeah. I did see technically it is eligible for best picture. I don't think there's any scenario in which it gets nominated, but technically it is. Interesting. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's good. And I don't have an outro song or anything, so. No, so I can just <laughs> do like a, a smooth transition. Right, right. Take, take the so speaking of So speaking of Martin Scorsese... Okay. He's a producer on the movie we're going to talk about. Excellent. You know what I kind of love about Martin Scorsese? Besides the fact that he's like, a, I think he's like a cute old man. And he doesn't give a fuck. You got to respect it. I love his eyebrows. <laughs> I love that he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's Great just like brows. an old man. He's like, I've, you know, I've been like doing this and these are my opinions and I'm entitled to have my own opinion. Like, did you see in that men's health um, interview, they asked Sebastian Stan about his no. thoughts on Martin's sco- and I'm like the, in print media <laughs> you are asking him like Jesus Christ yeah that was also if you like months everyone ago. who is in any Marvel movie ever about this and that would be the only articles till the end of time there are so many people in those fucking movies also what a kind of asshole thing to say because it's not like they're asking like Kate Blanchett who yes was in a Marvel movie everyone but also has was. like a well-established <laughs> career but like they're like hey Sebastian Stan so people most know you from Marvel so what are your thoughts on Martin Scorsese saying that it's complete and utter shit and like, this is obviously it's not what they said <laughs> yeah so um what I don't oh Martin Scorsese Daisy produced, produced. Uncut Gems, which I think is fun because apparently this is kind of his shtick now where he doesn't make that many movies, but he like finds movies that he wants to produce and he slaps his name on it. And then the the uh, directors or whomever get the funding right. and they can make the movie that they want to. Well, and so that and was... it's kind of like him <laughs> passing a baton. That was my favorite really thing about all the Martin Scorsese drama was people would be like, what's like the point of this? Like if he wants to see indie movies, he should be out funding indie movies. And everyone's like, he is constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah he's very like good about he this. Does. He's a huge mentor in the, the field, you know? So I think it's just funny. I mean, I love when people get in arguments on the internet and I don't get involved, obviously, but it's nice to see from yeah. afar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anywho, so we're talking now about Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. the new Safety Brother movie. Yes. Who you love. I love. Big fans. Loved a good time. Um, I mean, I went to Good Time because of Rob and our good friend Bandom was obsessed with it. And mm-hmm. um, so that kind and of... And Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson. Less because of Pete Davidson. I mean, we have just established <laughs> this. Pete Davidson became was a vocal supporter months after Andre Pound. Like, he was obviously still a supporter <laughs> at the time. But, like, I had already seen Good Time a few times by the time Pete Davidson discussed it. Anyway, this isn't important. <laughs> I just love thinking of that Ariana Grande fully had to watch Good Times good time probably about like eight times during the like four months that they were together i also love that nor i like to think about those things yeah. <laughs> um anyway the point is 
I liked Good Time. I was so excited when I started watching the trailers, and I was just hyped for this because, you know, I mean, and I also love when Sandler does off-the-wall shit like this. Yeah. And more dramatic. And I thought that trailer was really funny. We talked earlier about um, when he's in the car, and he's like, I heard you resurfaced your swimming pool. And he's like, I never resurfaced my swimming pool. Yeah. I think that line reading is just really great. Anyway. Well, what was the last? I was just really excited. I feel like I don't even know the last Adam Sandler thing I saw. Like, I didn't watch that Jen Aniston Netflix movie. I did. So. And I watched the Meyer Witch stories semi-recently. I did not. So, yeah, like, it's just for me, it's been a really long time since I've seen Adam Sandler in something. And kind of, mm-hmm. like, what everyone's really excited about is that, you know, he's playing a different role than what he's normally playing. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at his wiki right now, and I feel like fully... <sighs> the last movie I would have seen him in. I mean, I like, I think I've seen like clips of like, don't mess with the Zohan. Uh, I now pronounce you I've Chuck and Larry. I think I've seen clips of, cause it's like Jessica Alba in that or some, I don't know. I think when I've seen punch drunk love. I've seen clips of, uh, 2002. I've seen punch drunk love was 2002. Yeah. Oh, I've that. seen clips of click <laughs> and then 51st okay. dates was 2004. So like, okay. it's been at least maybe a decade since Sandler I've seen. More recently than this, this is blowing my Jessica mind. Jessica Biel, who is in I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, but it's been. Oh, yeah, I mean, course. did you see like Grown Ups or like? I'm sure you've probably at least seen the Hotel Transylvania no. movies. No. Oh, that seems like <laughs> actually I haven't. Okay. Um, it seems like me though. Yeah, it seems like something you would sit through in a movie theater. It seems like some bullshit Megan deal with. <laughs> Anywho, I hadn't seen Sandler in a while. And then when the reviews were coming out, because I remember when they were filming this all around Mm. New York, but I remember when the reviews were coming out and it was like, oh my God, Eddie Murphy, Adam (laughs) Sandler. I was getting so excited and now they're both kind of, doesn't seem like they're getting a lot of recognition. Definitely not Eddie Murphy, but he's hosting SNL Mm. this weekend. So maybe who knows what'll happen. I would love a late season push. I worry, though, that he's like the only story out of Dolomite, you know? Like, I think if they had more stuff going on, yeah, um, there'd be more hype for it. Because another one that I feel like has kind of died off, not as much, but like, no one's talking about Judy. Let's not pretend people are talking about Judy. Like, she got a go- that got a Golden Globe nom, though, didn't it? I know, but I wonder if that, I, I don't know if that's going to hold. Yeah. She might still get nominated, but I would be, I don't know, the way it's going could be a real wife yeah uh but you know we're no, no longer with awards watch so <laughs> back sorry. to sorry <laughs> um just kidding back to uncut gems so uh we knew when it was being filmed i didn't personally know a lot about it and then the trailer mm. came out and we were both like oh that looks fun I'm intrigued. Yeah. Like, it's a great trailer. <laughs> I love the energy behind it. And then when I went to see the movie itself, I just, like, was obsessed with it. Like, my, I think, yeah. I wish I had checked my heart rate. And when you watched it this week, I specifically <laughs> asked you because much like with Good Time, it's very fast-paced. And he's making all of these seemingly reckless decisions. And you're like, why can't you just be normal? Why can't you just do what you're <laughs> supposed to do? Like, just, like, solve the problem that you have. Stop creating more problems for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, just don't understand the that lifestyle the lifestyle i don't understand <laughs> betting like after the movie ended and i was 
we were driving home, Micah fully looked up like what like to parlay a bet meant. I have no idea. And what like it he is. like <laughs> looked it up, and then he told me, and then we we're both like, okay. And I've completely forgotten about it. I have no idea. Okay, great. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we all came to this podcast with our homework done. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't have a I didn't have a song no, prepared to talk about bets. Um, but yeah, so do you want to give a description or a summary of the movie? I'd love to. Thanks. So Howard Ratner, a.k.a. Howie, Howie. is a diamond dealer. Okay, if you're just going to interrupt me the whole time. I know. And also, like, I'm like, Howie. And then I'm like, he's not like, he's not the person I fell in love with in this movie. Let's be real. But we'll get there. (laughs) No, obviously not. Um, So Howie is a diamond basically salesperson kind of like a dealer and he has this kind of shop in the diamond district where he sells all of his jewelry Mm -hmm. um he is clearly a gambling addict um you know hangs out with a lot of athletes and sells to um you know the main client that he has is kevin garnett who he meets through lakeith stanfield's character Mm -hmm. um on top of that he has a wife and family and also a girlfriend so he has a home and a side apartment for his girlfriend um and basically throughout the movie there's uh i mean his brother-in-law i guess something like that yeah a member of his family who married in, um, though he owes him a lot of money. And so he has retrieved an opal, a black opal from Ethiopia that he is selling or auctioning off in a, uh, auction and trying to make enough money through that and through gambling to pay off his debts. Right. And he, he is under the impression that this opal is worth some like insane amount of money. And then a million dollars, basically. Yeah. And then he, spoiler alert, does not end up selling that for that amount of money. Um, No. But it is like a fascinating prop. I mean, I'm not sure if it's like a real oval or what, but it is like one of the kind of points of the story is that Kevin Garnett like looks into it and gets lost into it and then kind of becomes under the impression that like there's a magic quality to it he gets a little superstitious when he has the rock on him he plays better than a game where he doesn't have it on yeah him. so you do kind of like you could see how you get mesmerized looking at it i think it's a really good like anchor for the thing oh, and yeah. then also all of the like promo stuff like the uncut gems and like the opalescent you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's kind of i don't know it's a good look I think it's a really interesting, like, stylized movie because I think, like, it doesn't have, like, a lot of neon lights, but it has, like, that vibe, you oh, know? Yeah. Like, it's very specific, I mean, but without being really, light. like, obvious. It does have black light. I do like the black when, light. When The weekend demanded it in his cameo. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. It's The weekend. The weekend seems like such a perfect, like, Do you think for 2012, rapper. though? I feel like was I feel like the weekend was around in 2012, but I don't remember. I was like, did I listen to the weekend in college? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I definitely did, but I graduated college so much later than you because I'm so much younger than you. <laughs> um, Jeez. <laughs> it says his years active were watching... 2010 to present. Uh, it looks like his first. Let's see. 
I remember listening to Love Me Harder a lot, like junior, senior year. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, do you know, did you do any, like, did you read up about this movie at all? Because apparently not more than watching Adam Dreyer or Adam Sandler's interview where he was talking about how early they wanted to get him involved and they've had this written for a while and yeah to do it with him. yeah so um when I went to a screening of this and the Safdie brothers were there not to you know brag too much um <laughs> but they were there and they were talking about how like they reached out to Adam Sandler and he was like no like he basically just like shrugged it off and then after Good Time premiered at Cannes and Adam Sandler was there for a movie as well, um, there was like some more interest. And so then they tried to reach out to Adam Sandler again. And he was like, like, I'm on vacation. Or no, it was like they reached out to him again, like I think before Cannes. He's like, hey, like I'm on vacation. Like I'm not taking any business meetings. And then after Good Time had some like substantial buzz around it, then Adam Sandler was yeah. like, okay. Um and they ended up. I think. Did you watch him on? I think it was Kimmel. No. Uh, and he was like talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah." And then like my managers kept saying like they're like young and hip and up and coming, and I just pictured like I thought they were like skateboarders. So I just was like, <laughs> "No, I'm not doing that." That's such like, <laughs> like an you just old person skateboarder. Yeah, that's like such an old person's like, oh, those damn damn kids. <laughs> yeah, and that was like five minutes after he had told Adam Sandler that his wife picks out clothes for him but they're always too tight and he doesn't like to feel tight in his clothes oh my god that's so funny <laughs> and I'm like you're a child <laughs> yeah um but anywho and so I guess so Adam Sandler was like they were trying to get him for a while I think at one point they had talked to they were talking to Jonah Hill to play the Adam mm-hmm. Sandler character which is kind of I like that he's older though I yeah. like that he's older I think I like it I like it too because it's like very like, like midlife how crisis-y. has he survived this far yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but then also I think it's really interesting that the, um, athlete wasn't, uh, always like had the, the, it's been kind of changed around. So like, I think their first pick or at least the first person they talked to was Amari Stoudemire because Mm -hmm. he's, uh, don't want to get this wrong. He is an American Israeli basketball okay. player i thought you were i thought you didn't want to get the team that he played for wrrong. no i i, I like, understand honestly i don't think there are that many sports fans listening uh, no for the <laughs> political implications of potentially uh getting that wrong um, yeah <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is tell kenny a guy at work um that like so like obviously this week i was like did i tell you my favorite basketball player is kevin garnett and he gets annoyed because like he doesn't think it's rooted in anything real which to be fair it's not yeah it's like after i saw Moneyball, i was like well my favorite basketball team is the oakland a's and he's like i literally hate you (laughs) um but anyway so kevin garnett i thought was really good kevin garnett was good because it's also hard because you don't you don't, you don't necessarily need a lot from athletes when they have these kind of cameos in movies when they're mm-hmm. playing actors, but it does require talent to act. Like I think LeBron yes. is great in Trainwreck. Like I, yes. but like obviously this movie was like not gonna get a LeBron. Like right. Also, and, I mean, weird, weird. It'd be weird. It'd be a weird feel to it. No offense to Kevin Garnett, but it really is like 
I think a lot of it is like, how would you react to this situation? Like if you were going to see this like jeweler and you got like locked in his shoddy little entryway. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like trying to let you in. Like you wouldn't just, it's like an awkward thing to be like, all right, now get pissed off because he's playing himself. You don't want your image to be like, I don't want to get like everyone to think that I'm like an asshole oh, pissed off or something, yeah. you know? But it is like, how would you react to this? So I feel like it's a really interesting, like, fine line. Yeah. And then, well, because then another thing was they were trying to find, obviously, players who were active then. Uh, so this movie takes place yes. in 2012 because they wanted to have the footage, obviously, because it's a big part of the movie. But then that who are available now in their schedules mm-hmm. or when they were filming to make sure that they would actually be available uh, so apparently it was a lot of Tetris, and then once they locked in um, Kevin Garnett, then they worked with him, and they're like, why would this, like, gem be important to you? And so I think it was kind of collaborative of how they came up with the fact that it was, like, this good luck charm. Yeah. But also, Garnett, uh, uh, kind of fun. Uh? At least I think so. <laughs> uh, happy yeah, little coincidence no, there. But yes. Also, like, I feel like you have to have someone that has, like, a championship ring because that's, like, such a fun part. (laughs) Just, like, he gets his championship ring as collateral and immediately essentially pawns it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, can you not? He's a sociopath. How do you, like, how does he not forget, like, all of the stuff he has loaned out in different places? Like, his. It seems impossible to keep track of. It seems impossible. (laughs) He doesn't seem like the smartest guy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, it's I think, great. I love it. But now I want to get to <laughs> my new favorite part of this movie. I was going to say, I think we should talk about the women and then do spoilers. Okay. <laughs> the women in this movie. So I re- rewatched it for the second time today. And I fucking love the women in this movie. They're incredible. We have Honestly, Julia Fox, has she done anything before this? I think she's like, this is like her breakout thing. I think it I is, too. I thought she too. was so She's good. so fucking funny, and she's just, she's like, so, so perfect for, like, the character that they wrote her out to be. Like, she... Yeah. I, I mean, I think her character is fully, like, basically a male fantasy. It's unreal that anyone would put up with the shit Adam Sandler is doing to her. Yeah, but also you can, like, kind of see why, like, Maybe she loves him. Um, I don't know. I think she's just, like, very naive. But I just love, like, I don't even know how to describe it. But when he was like, oh, like, you're in a fucking hurry. You stopped to get a fucking smoothie. And she just is like, I was in a hurry. It's, like, such, like, she's very childish. And it's just, like, so great. And it makes me laugh so much. Or, like, when she's, like, getting, he's getting kicked out of the club. And she's like, I'm never coming back here ever again. It's like, they don't care. They absolutely. they don't care. They will continue being in business without you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's like, she's so funny. She, I just love the like power that she has over men too, because it's always like people react around her and then she like is kind of like sweet about like it, but then she's also like still like brushing them off and you're, I don't know. It's like, it's funny and it's fun and yeah. And she also like gets shit done. Oh yeah. Like, I don't want to go, I don't want to spoil too much yet, but like, Basically, she gets anything that she kind of wants done because she uses, you know, what she has at her disposal. Which is the <laughs> most amazing body I have seen on TV in, I mean, since Jennifer Lopez me. and Hustlers. 
not <laughs> since two months ago, <laughs> since September. <laughs> not to be like rude, but great ass. Oh my god, great I mean. ass! But she also has like nice <laughs> boobs too. And I'm like, and they say you can't have it all because Julia <laughs> Fox has it. It is funny because so I mean this is a spoiler. At one point she gets his name tattooed and he goes, "We can't be buried together now." <laughs> and I was like, "That's your takeaway." Here? I know I'd be like happy I that just... bra- she branded your name on her perfect oh butt. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so we have Julia, who is mm-hmm. his girlfriend, and then. Mm-hmm. Bad bitch. Well, actually, the real HBIC in the movie. Yes. Adina Menzel. Yes. Playing Dina. So yeah. the names for the women, not a stretch here. Did you notice that? Well, the one of the kids, his name is Benny. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> I was like, is the other one Josh? Like, was... But then, like, the daughter's, like, Marcella or something. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. When Adina Menzel was yelling at him while wearing the dress from her bat mitzvah, she doesn't even yell at him though. That's the I best know. part. He was like, just, just like, look at me. Like he's pleading with her, so they he's don't like, get sorry, divorced. <laughs> she means nothing to me. Yeah. He's like, like I will change my ways, up. and then she starts <laughs> laughing at him and says, like, I hate looking at your fucking face like (laughs) the thought of you is repulsive to me and it's like she's like laughing while saying it and i'm like holy fuck like she will cut off your penis in the middle of the night if you provoke her to i love i love her (laughs) she takes so good no shit from anyone and i like i kind of want a spinoff of just dina single mom just like also great ponytail that's a great ponytail (laughs) that's some great ponies from her uh-huh. Um, yeah, she's just, yeah, she's great. I love her. I love the yeah. women in this movie. Uh, All two of them. Me too. Yeah, but they're good. It's a good, there's only like five people in this movie, honestly. To be though. fair, yeah, to be fair, there's not that <laughs> many of the cast to begin with. I mean, The weekend gets yeah. like a, a credit in the beginning, so, yes. and he's in the two scenes. Right. Yelling about the black, li- the black light. And then the cocaine. <laughs> and I love when he like uh. bursts in and she was like, Howie, we were just doing coke. Like, th- like <laughs> that's like her like, I'm not cheating on you. I'm just doing cocaine with the weekend. And I'm like. I did text you and I said, like, I can't believe it took a whole hour to see someone do cocaine in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the energy is there the whole time. Oh, for sure. I mean, he'd have to be doing something to be like moving around as much as he is. I, I mean, I can't stress me out so much. All right. Do you want to do spoilers? Let's do spoilers. I'd stop the podcast if I were you. <laughs> we're gonna spoil this movie or this TV show. But there's still something you can do. I'd stop the podcast if I were you. Meg, you okay, play we're in spoilers now. You play such a fucking <laughs> tough game. Like you're always busy at work, and you will not shoot the shit with me. And then you come today with this. This does. We're in spoilers, Nor. This does bring up something that has nothing to do with uncut gems, but that's that we have not been given Nicholas Braun's sweater 
uh, right. review much <laughs> as true. consideration as it needs. That could be your recommend. That could be your weekly recommend. All right, great. <laughs> okay, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate me. Um, oh. Anyway, so... I was sending you updates on my heart rate throughout the movie. Yes. Um, and basically, as we all know now that we're in spoilers, it culminates in uh, he's bet all the money that he got from purchasing or from selling the gem. Right. And he bet it on Kevin Garnett, the ring, sorry. Or yeah, the yeah opal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he bet it on Kevin Garnett to win the game. I don't know if it's so, like game seven. This means nothing to me. You know? Right. So Kevin but. Garnett finally, they were able to connect. He's finally like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sell this to you because it was undervalued at the auction and the whole shit show happened there. Kevin Garnett gives him less money than they agreed upon. Um, mm. And then he immediately is like, Julia, take this money. I'm going to fly you in a chopper out to the casino and all this money is in a Louis Vuitton bag, and you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And in the meanwhile, I'm going to hold off all the bad guys in the little, like, vestibule. Yeah, basically everyone who'd been coming after him for his money. Mostly Eric Bogosian seems to be in charge, but he has a little henchman as well. Yeah. Um, not so not so little, but big henchman. Scary. And Spe- get very yes, sweaty. Very scary. <laughs> they get very sweaty in that little vestibule, too. I'm like, that yeah. looks miserable being yeah. in there. Well, they're also like just terrible. as anxious as Adam Sandler. Like, cause like they're not going to get their money unless he gets his money. Right. And so we're watching and you know, Adam Sandler's character, Howie had made this very specific bet. Right. I don't know much about betting, but it seems specific and it all came to well, fruition. It was like, who was going to get the tip off there? Right. I think there's probably like points with Kevin Garnett. The word uh-huh. parlay was used, which Sure, I sure. hear in pirate movies beyond right. that. Don't know. Parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, and anyway, so he does, like, his bet pays off. Um, does it? And as He as, pays the ultimate wins, price. As he wins when he lets them out of the vestibule, uh, Eric Bogosian, who we think is in charge, whose character I can't remember now. Ardo? Who we think. Ardo, that's right. Um, who we think is in charge is like excited because he's like, oh, nice. I'm going to make my money back. Yeah. Um, but one of his henchmen is not and just abruptly shoots Howie in the head. Yeah. Down. In the face. The cheek, I think. Yeah. Um, Get a nice like gaping and, wound. Blood yes. coming out. And so we discussed this because I didn't think it was going to end happy. You know, I mean, it's a Safdie Brothers movie. Yeah. I've only seen Good Time, but it just doesn't seem like a thing they'd do. Right. But, um, but I, I mean, that still caught me way off guard. I didn't think he was going to get killed. I really, really, really wish it had just cut to black and we didn't know what happened to him. Maybe it was like, like Kevin Garnett won. I, mean, I don't like it, but. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. I like that. Yeah. I like the way it ended, actually. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm presuming that Julia gets the money, probably. Yeah, so <laughs> we see her bed. walking out with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what's gonna happen? Julia is gonna go on to like working with Ramona, investing in Swamona. Oh my gosh, a Swamona investor, <laughs> <laughs> an angel investor for Swamona. <laughs> This is the crossover we need. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is so exciting. 
imagine little Julia and I Ramona this. hanging yeah, actually, out? I love this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, Tafty Brothers, let me know if you want me to write your next movie because I got ideas right. clearly. Yeah, I didn't I'll think. I'll send an email to Lorraine Scafaria. Yeah, I didn't think that this was how it's going to end. I'm kind of disappointed, but also it was like, I guess if if he had won and then just been like, mm-hmm. okay, here's your money back, there wouldn't really be like a lesson learned or like it would just right. seem to like well-rounded and like, oh, okay. Right. And then I don't hopefully think the he never bet again. Really concerned. I don't think the Safties are really concerned with like a lesson, you know, but I think I they do want think it to be real. Yes, and it's also and like, there's like base. Sorry. Yes. I think it's based. I think their dad worked in the diamond district or something. And so like the Howie character is like semi based off of someone that they know of maybe like an I amalgamation of not sure. I mean, I believe it because he just, he does seem so real, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone like that, but you are like, it has to be real because why else would he be making these bonkers choices? I, yeah, I, as soon as the movie ended, I immediately texted my cousins who do sports betting, um, clearly not to this (laughs) level. And I was like, Christmas day, you need to see this movie. Yeah, I'm my it's funny. I never really know what my dad's going to like want to see. And he's been sending me movie times for Savannah for Uncut Gems. It is playing in Savannah. Nice. And he's like, when should we go? And I was like, mm, I think you'll like it. I don't know if we need to go together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I bet my dad would like it, too. But um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's just like a fun movie. It's like surprisingly funny. And I think just like since it's so it fast paced, like you're there's mm-hmm. no downtime for you to kind of think about other things. You're just like so in it. And I think also because of that you get so invested in what's going on with Howie and like, is he going to get out of this or is he just going to like cause another shit storm to uh, come up? Like, you don't know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the ending a lot. I mean, it's sad. Obviously, you don't want someone to die, but I do think it's like a satisfying ending. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, story beat wise. I agree. Yeah, well, because also it's like the movie. The movie, like you're, you're like it, by the time the like final bet is happening, there's like 10, 15 minutes left. So you're like, things need right. to wrap up really quickly. So it, it's right. kind of sort of abrupt, but also it's like, I mean, we've been leading to this the entire time. He makes shitty decisions with shitty people. So it's yeah. not that insane that he's going to get shot after imprisoning someone for probably <laughs> like two and a half hours in like a hot, right. sweaty vestibule with two other people. And the other thing is you, it feels like this is just how this guy lives his life. I mean, like, 100%. I truly believe that. When, no wonder when why he gets Adina like that Celtics wing like, ring and immediately, face. yeah, and immediately like puts it up and is just like, you know, turning money and things around all over town. You're like, this isn't the first time he's done this. He's like no. not really thinking about any of these things that he's doing. It's almost second nature. And so it's kind of like, okay, if we're being dropped into like this weekend of this guy's life, like, why is this important? No, because this is actually the one that gets him. So that's the crazy thing is like the timeline of this movie is like four days. Yeah, it's fully no time at all. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's the weekend. <laughs> I think maybe it's like Thursday, Friday, absolutely to fucked. Monday. It definitely goes through to Monday because yeah, the, that's the, when he owes Ardo. Yes, yes. And he's like, look, I said you would get your money. 
and then he gets shot oh, and killed both it's of them so good so yeah sad. i know when arda dies oh. i know that seems a little unfair but also i know he did like the guy was like stay up against the wall and then Ardo tried to run and I was like, We know that door is faulty. He's not gonna make it. I know, well <laughs> documented. Um, what'd yep. you think of the soundtrack? Did it did you like it? I mean, yeah, that's some real safety shit. It's I think it's fun. Safety. I like how like in the like semi sex scene that we have, the score mm-hmm. gets like a little more what I feel like it's like what men would think is romantic. It's like still like yes. the same score, but then it gets like a little cheesier. And I'm it's like, it's just a little jazzier. I'm like, okay, I see what's happening here. That's um, so funny. But yeah, it's, I think it's, it's fun and it's like, it just feels very real. That's the thing about it. It's like, I think it feels very real and you're like, oh, people live like this. Like we, if we walked up do. and down the diamond in the diamond district in 10 days, like we might <laughs> be around some of these people. We might be able to buy a fur, a bedazzled Furby. It's, uh, I mean, I would, oh my God, I would love a bedazzled Furby. <laughs> what a fun, like, uh, like set piece or like a, you uh, know, a prop. I love it. A prop is what I meant to say. What a fun what prop mean. because, and it's like part of the movie. It's like, oh, well he takes like kitschy things and then just like throws like diamonds and gems on them. And like people, Michael, Michael Jackson on the cross. He's yeah. like, this is edgy. This is art. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, you. You see people and they have stuff and you're just like, I guess. I I love it. (laughs) Flavor Flav, there is a market for everyone, I guess. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Oh, it's so fun. How does it, how is it ranking with the other movies you've seen this year? Oh yeah. I mean, it's up there. I need to figure out my list. What about in your recent watches? And this isn't fair because I mean, you I've need seen a, a lot of good stuff recently. Well, I would say it's not fair because you need to rewatch probably both. But how is it ranking mm-hmm. against Little Women? Would you like? More? I really need to rewatch Little Women. Yeah, it's so hard because in a way they're both such me shit, but in such different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's hard for me. Uh, so I will answer it. Thank you. That's fair. <laughs> I like yeah. Uncut Gems more than I liked Little Women. Okay, I'm 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 good with that for you. I'm happy. Um, do you want to do weekly recommends? Sure. You assigned me yes, one. I know you. So do. should I double down on Nicholas oh, Braun yeah. and his sweaters? Yeah. Go go for what I go for what I said. We should always do what I say. Okay. Nicholas Braun and his sweaters. Ah, oh, I love that. <laughs> what about Honestly, you? I just I like for like all day yesterday. Anytime I looked at my phone, I was like, oh, another sweater. <laughs> Twelve days of Christmas. Am I right? Oh my gosh. Uh, gift for every day. The yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Truly. Okay, mine is actually another podcast, which I know is like, ugh, we're not really supposed to do it. But um, this is absolutely it not did, true. It I'm did actually... inspire me today. Okay. So it's called Punch Up the Jam. Punch and basically, the, the premise is you don't it used have to be a song too... prepared for this. <laughs> I almost pulled their theme song, but anyway, it's not a big deal. Um, but <laughs> it's two hosts that um, recently became one host, but they're, it's still all good. And they'll have a guest on, mm-hmm. and they will pick a song and they will like listen through the whole thing and critique it. And then at the end, they will quote unquote punch up the jam where they like make fixes. Oh, fun. Um, and like rewrite the song and re-record it to be specific to what they critiqued it on. So what have you? Um, what episodes have you listened to? 
So there's a few good ones. Um, if you like Jake and Amir, Amir was on one uh-huh. with, about the song Hook by Blues Traveler. Okay. And that was when it was just the one host because it's a recent episode. And it's basically the host being like, you have to admit that this is like a bad song, poorly written and like doesn't sound good. And he goes, I understand you think that, but it's my favorite song ever. Oh. Like in the whole time, she's just like, this is bad. You see why? And he's like, no, I like it. Oh, <laughs> like, that's just fun. The whole episode. He's just like, yeah, I mean. That's Sounds like that some sounds good to shit, me. though. He's like doubling down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another good one with uh, John Gabris where they do Kokomo. Uh-huh. Uh, and the punch up jam for that was really good. So it's Demi Adijuibe is one of the hosts uh-huh. that left eventually, but um, who did the succession theme song um, on Twitter that everyone liked. But gotcha. uh, she did a Kokomo version and basically was like, doing it about like a first date but it's about going to trader joe's not kokomo oh that's funny funny. nice yeah anyway it's a good podcast yeah i'm actually i've been kind of looking for some new podcasts so i appreciate the recommendation of course yeah you're gonna love it anything else as we get ready for the holiday no i got french onion bites in the oven i gotta take out okay well until next (laughs) time starting to smell good in here yeah i bet (laughs) do you have an outro for us uh, no, I, I'll, I'll make one. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> but you can make another. Oh, right. There is an outro. <laughs> yeah. I need to make one for a weekly recommendation. That would be good. All right. Well, we'll be on the edge of our seats waiting for that. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I know it's going to be a long season till the Academy named the one. Until then, we're gonna speculate on J-Lo. This is Oscar Watch. Oscar Watch. Do we think that Greta's odds are blown? I'd stop the podcast if I were you. We're gonna spoil this movie. Or this TV show But there's still something you can do I'd stop the podcast I'd stop the podcast if I were you To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.